Hi, this is Amrita Sukumar and I am bringing to you this podcast called Unsettling. Look around you. Everyone is trying to create their own story. Make a tiny change in someone's life by just following their passion and in turn inspiring the others to follow suit. This podcast brings to you stories of people who have defied the definition of settled set by the society and have created their own. They have found happiness in their version of settled. Yours. Welcome to another episode of Unsettling. Today I have with me a beautiful and talented dancer Swati Prasad and we will be talking about her journey of learning and now teaching Odissi. She has also specialized in contemporary dance form and has learned Kalarify too. Hi Swati, how are you? Hi Amrita, I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm awesome as usual. <laughs> how was the uh, lockdown treating you? lockdown has been a blessing in disguise um it's also i must say it's a, a a privilege to have a roof and a family and food to eat every day so That's taking true. that into account i think it's just it's been it's been a time for reflection and rethinking what um i've been doing personally professionally Wow. Uh, coming in terms coming head on with the inner demons and sitting with it and overcoming that yeah so it's Wonderful. been a process for sure i'm i'm i think everyone has got a chance to introspect and think um, i mean yeah in that me time which they were missing for so long find yes i hope they learn something from this and maybe find time for their family and for themselves as much as possible So uh Swat yeah. is your genesis story how did you start what inspired you to dance and how did it all begin So dance uh for me was not the typical i started at four because that's what you hear when it comes to classical <laughs> dance yes. Um it was i mean the part, part of it is true i did start young uh, thanks to the typical uh, indian to be or rather a typical asian way of upbringing where your mom or your folks push you into some activity right so that's how it started for me it started with bharatanatyam me and my sister we my sister was a more proactive and extrovert she is and i used to be very uh, speculative and i was very choosy so it became a stint it became uh, bharatanatyam and then i did ballet for a few years wow this was all my mom like pushing me out of the door to <laughs> to the world and uh, you know giving me that exposure uh-huh. um and contemporary dance i think i was also the little i mean i'm the younger one so i was also looking up to my sister what she was doing and contemporary dance happened Mm-hmm. subconsciously i think all this exposure and training kind of showed me the path to odissi uh, which which has become my most authentic form of expression this happened uh, when i was in college and i had an injury from taking contemporary dance oh and and someone told me that odissi is a more uh, Gentler on the ground form, yes. gentler on the body so you maybe you can shift to that 
but it's huh. nothing but gentle <laughs> it still is it like seven years down every day the same beautiful pain every uh-huh. single day so um it's just it comes across very gentle and graceful but this there's a lot that happens to make okay. it look <laughs> gentle and graceful i think so every- the odyssey happened yeah <laughs> every everything is like that right everything it seems very easy on the grass is always on the other side and it seems easier uh, when you look at it rather when you do it so yeah absolutely okay. <laughs> what the the soil and the nourishment and all that everyday nurturing is what makes the grass greener so wow that <laughs> <laughs> that enrichment is uh, is definitely uh, yeah i think that's kind of been in the back of my head lately uh, it's in, it's good that you brought it up this nourishment we give we always nourishment we think about food nutrition right but what about right. our minds what about our souls our body right there's so much that we need to Beautiful. ponder on <laughs> <laughs> so you you were saying that odc happened to you in college and that is how uh, did did you pursue it full time then or then later on did you do a course for it i started later in college so uh, this was third year in college and i got to do an exchange program in uk so okay. just when i started to do odc i was there in uk and um, a year exchange So interestingly uh, that that was my first time out of the house and you know like seeing the world and being on my own and all that uh-huh. um and odyssey has became my uh, a companion like, like in the most darkest quietest loneliest time you know in the west it can get quite i know lonely i mean quiet also like literally quiet Uh, which yes. we uh, we are not used to <laughs> so uh, this practice kind of brought me that solace and kind of a grounding and almost it it also gave me this identity because i started to um practice in and started to perform in the university and around the university I started to teach there wow um this yeah it it all i mean of course i was a student myself uh whatever i learned and uh, whatever i knew i was just sharing and it was very well received and it kind of you know gave me a push or an encouragement that mm-hmm. that way and uh, it kind of stumbled on from there i came back okay how many years do you have to learn odissi before they can i mean you can call yourself a guru call yourself a guru is like a <laughs> no you can't call yourself a guru someone else calls you well, a guru so sorry i, would, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know i the way uh, yeah i mean the it, that for me i don't think that's my destination anyway <laughs> to be a guru oh, okay um maybe uh, you mean like to be an expert expert i mean someone who teaches and and before you who's come to a yeah, yeah. A level where you can yes. share confidently mm-hmm. um it's i think very personal it depends with each person's ability to learn and grasp and 
um, retain it and how dedicated and committed one is to that form any form really um, okay. of course like the reason why they say classical forms especially classical forms because it's very rigorous it's better to start early because your body is more uh, supple and more easy and it's easier to grasp something at that age but that's also debatable because one has to be interested you, you always see like parents like really pushing that's the true. kid to doing it one <laughs> if the kid is really genuinely interested and enjoys it even the progress and the continuity of that into adult years is also different but i have seen some amazing some very well known uh, path breaking dancers who started some in late 20s <laughs> some early yeah in teenage years and they have found their way so it's really it comes down to the determination and the will that person has so uh, this is just a random question because i when i went and learned bharatanatyam there were levels to it right this level 1 level 2 we got a lot of certifications is that the same in odissi as well there are uh, institutions and boards uh, that uh-huh. do that odissi okay. does have there are two boards the well known ones are gandharva and there's one in chandigarh uh, this is um, this is a more i think a syst- system based uh, approach to training okay where i mean we're used to that right we're used to that um, british way of standard and exams and all that <laughs> but when you look at traditionally when you look at the paramparik what you say uh, we say gurukul system the, kind of the gurukul system where it's passed down over gurus through teach uh, through students mm-hmm. um this kind of learning is is the more natural way uh used to be at least and it with times have changed so that's why this system of levels have also come in but uh, it's also become a question of how um authentic is this levels and certificates <laughs> really uh, is it really equating to the knowledge being passed down uh, is no. it or is it just coming down to papers and certificates okay so, so how, um, how do you teach do you uh, choose the gurukul system or do you have certificates well <laughs> to be honest amrita <laughs> my form of teaching is just from my own experiences okay and um, i i i always considered to be myself to be a student um i i see it more like a learning and sharing process so it's a two way exchange like i make i'm always telling my i mean it's also very natural that when you learn you learn so much about your own um expression like your own <laughs> your own way of uh, dancing and moving uh is like a reflection right you're like you're seeing your own reflection when you teach especially i don't i wonder how it right. is for other I know. Uh, subjects or forms <laughs> so it's um, i it's hard for me to put it under this i teach the paramparik way i teach uh, i'm i send my students to right. uh, to boards to complete their exams i don't follow <laughs> either like i think i just i just go by what 
uh, I feel feels right. So. Okay. <laughs> so where did you learn Odissi from? You've done a proper course in uh, dance and you've taken a certification. So where did you learn? So I did a mixture of both. Uh, uh, Odissi was uh, in a gurukul. Like I consciously made a decision that I wanted to be involved. Uh-huh. Um, so you went and stayed there, right? Yeah. So I did a small, uh, since I did my bachelor's in travel and tourism, I did like a very short stint with her travel company. And I took that decision to just, and also with the support of my family, like I would definitely not be, I think that's so crucial (laughs) for artists, especially. I mean, I hats off to artists who, who fight that system uh, I mean, you know, it's when it's difficult for them to do that. Sure. Uh, I've been lucky enough to have that support and I could take that time to explore what I was very passionate about. Okay. Uh, so I took that leap and I went to Guru, uh, Gurukul, Mahagami Gurukul in Aurangabad. It's uh, led, led by Parvati Dutta, Parvati Didi. So, yeah, I just, it became, it just started there, kind of a more um, inward journey, I would say, because that place resonates a lot with her, Didi's approach is a lot mm-hmm. to do with just not dance and performance, but why we do it and for what. Wow. So that really, that, those years in the Gurukul has kind of, definitely has been a foundation to my approach and learning now. Okay, so so did you find why do you dance in there when you? Uh, what inspired? It changes every day. <laughs> it changes every day. But of course, I think the the uh, more grounding, uh, the more natural uh, why is. I think that quest of. Um, finding yourself finding mm-hmm. the true essence of yourself mm-hmm. and i find this form to be um, a path like you there are many paths you can do that and this practice of um, dance has has been one path to a journey to know myself and it's it's such a it isn't it beautiful to uh, share an extension of yourself through this beautiful art form rich in 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 so much of philosophy and mythology yeah. and religion mixed with that mm-hmm. with this grandeur of this form and this land and mm-hmm. you and you try to connect to all this and in and in the process i think you kind of discover i wanted to ask you you you've learned two different dance styles one is contemporary and one is odissi so uh, yeah odissi have a particular mudra like each mudra has a meaning and those are the only uh, forms that you can use to tell a story to the audience through dance so is it like a syllabus that you have to learn or is it something that comes organically um, the training goes uh, so with contemporary mm-hmm. uh, I have trained in contemporary not as rigorous as Odyssey 
uh, it's just been a course that I did and I do it as a more um, as a supporting form so that I understand the uh, idea of movement better. That's the reason why I took contemporary. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, to understand the more Western approach of body and mind. So contemporary right. has definitely been a huge opener for that. Mm -hmm. While in classical dance, mudras is something that stands out for sure right. for somebody who's new to it. Mm -hmm. um, mudras is uh, gestures that we make with our palms. And right. they are a form, one of the forms of expression mm -hmm. in uh, classical dance. And they are symbols like typically in Indian tradition we have a lot of symbolisms right. from the idols the gods to the, uh, to the temples all of them are symbolic to something much more higher and meaningful so the okay. same thing even applies to Indian classical dances as well the mudras are used to express something as simple as a flower or a tree Mm -hmm. Or it could be a more abstract uh, form to express a more abstract version of the world, of yourself, of the soul. Mm -hmm. So it becomes a part of the expression. It, it is definitely a more uh, prominent visual uh, uh, side of it. But right. Mudras has like a very systemic understanding and usage and application that is that we refer to. Uh, in Nati Shastra, which is like the, the you can say a Bible for structure Bible um, on which everything is based. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a book on dramaturgy. Uh, so it's a very ancient text. So it comes from there, and there are many uh, divisions um, or commentaries that has been that that has simplified those mudras. Um, that we use now which is relevant even now and we it's a challenge to express it to a, a more um, modern audience who's right. not aware uh -huh. but i think it's at certain there's one point where you kind of transcend into transcend beyond all this uh, okay. visual aspect of it I think you spoke about mudra and I wanted to know which are the other aspects. You said mudra is one of the aspects. So which are the other aspects of dance that uh, stand out that a layman might want to know? So mudras <laughs> is a part of uh, Angika Abhinaya, which means um, literally translated the expression through body. Okay. So mudras being a part of your body is... And then when you combine your arms, all your major limbs, mm -hmm. and the rest of your body, it becomes Angika. So mudras is included in Angika Bhinaya. And this, and this is just one of the four aspects okay. of expression. Mm -hmm. And the other three are Vachika, Vachika Bhinaya, which is uh, verbal communication. We don't see this much in all the dance forms. Kuchipudi uses a lot because okay. of the drama tradition they have. And the next would be Aharya, which is the more uh, visually appealing aspect. The Aharya is the costume that each dance, dancer, uh, dance form uh, acquires, uh, okay. inspired from, from, its, from the land and from the different flavors of the land. Mm -hmm. uh, and the last one is a Sattvika Binaya, which is uh, the more subtle aspect of expression which okay. is uh, experienced 
uh, by the i mean it is evoked by the dancer and experienced by the audience, audience. so it's more ethereal in nature wow it's a more like higher in nature yeah. <laughs> i've never seen described in <laughs> Uh, I mean, just to just to know for people who are interested in the source, uh-huh. it's all from Abhinay Dutt. But I'm sure dancers know this by heart. Like it's it's like a it's like a pocket book for many Indian classical dancers. It's one okay. of the commentaries of Natya Shastra. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, I I I didn't know about this. I have definitely learned Bharatanatyam as a kid, and after that, I've never pursued it. But I remember seeing one performance of Kathak. I've never seen Odissi. and when you talk about the mm. part i mm. know what you mean because i was sitting in the audience and i i could sense that pain or uh, anguish that the dancer was just showing yeah. by just tiny movements which was yeah. beautiful so wow thank you for sharing yeah. this with me and uh, sharing this knows as well this is really this has been really interesting is the choreography of the dance sequence set according to uh, certain rules or regulations that have been passed on for generations or are you allowed to choreograph the sequences on your own um there is a structure that we follow like if you're talking about the sequence of the the nature of choreographies like mm-hmm. uh, typically of course like i think everybody knows the classical uh shows go on longer and there is a reason for that uh-huh. um because your journey you we are taking the audience through different aspects right. um of the form like uh-huh. to to see the to experience the different aspects of the form and the storytelling of course uh-huh. uh so it always the sto- when you look at it as a storing te- storytelling aspect we are, it's it's heavily rooted in mythology right like right it's heavy, it's very much rooted in um the the stories of this land i like to use the word stories because uh these are story it was written by somebody and we have uh, such rich imagination that uh that we hold in this country that is translated into uh, different art forms mm-hmm. so to to kind of encapsulate all these um stories and bring it to an audience uh mm-hmm. is is of course it it will be broken down into different aspects mm-hmm. so if you look at the sequence of choreographies we it always starts with So no, that is what uh, mainly I wanted to know. That is that is it mostly based on mythology or uh, is it okay if you try to maybe portray some kind of a modern day story by Odyssey? If you look at uh, the history of most of the forms in mm-hmm. um, one, the most of the classical forms, especially, mm-hmm. it it has been it it. it is inspired from the tre- temple culture and it right. was for the temple tradition True. so naturally it was in in uh, the, all the dance forms the singing and the dancing was in praise of that lord of <laughs> of that story of that lord and the many aspects and the many right. versions of that lord so this was all like a form of uh, prayer 
in form in through movement if you look at okay. from dance yeah. point of view wow. so naturally it is based in mythology and uh, traditionally when you look at it yes uh-huh. now since uh, the whole temple going you know that nature of people is changing and we are questioning so much about we have, we have come to that age of questioning everything that is and there mm-hmm. is so that um it's good that i mean that's only way uh, we can protect and evolve with these forms right and and they still prove to be relevant because they are after all a symbolic language just like we have different languages Mm-hmm. that we speak at our homes the same right. way these languages are just a form through movement so mm-hmm. when you look at it at that point of view just as a movement language we can still interpret many stories doesn't necessarily be mythology doesn't necessarily has to be shiva or krishna okay uh, we can we can use that one when one has absorbed and inculcated that with within their body so well that it becomes a way of to express mm-hmm. it's it becomes natural to just interpret anything and wow. you probably see that right like it's easy to interpret any uh, lot of movies and uh, films that's true we, so so you're saying that uh, yeah that's true so th- that's what you're saying so uh, you've learned the language of dance you've learned the language of odyssey so if any story yeah. is thrown at you you are able to use that language to narrate the story yeah exactly and when you wow. ha- really have that good grasp of it uh-huh. it it just flows it's natural for the body to just express anything yeah. wow so it doesn't necessarily have to be <laughs> mythology of course like if you want to stick to a format and you are giving up you are calling it a classical rather a shastriya shastriya we say classical is not the most ideal the right term okay uh, it's a, it's a borrowed word uh, shastriya <laughs> is is a more uh, cultural shastriya means cultural right shastriya shastra means the texts ancient texts Achha. the old vedas and everything so <laughs> the dance forms that is uh, evolved from is that is born from the vedas it is natya shastra is the fifth anatya veda it's the fifth veda so that's how natya shastra came wow. so when you look at it like that it is a shastriya nritya <laughs> like all that we do is is all is in is born from the vedas Mm-hmm. for those i mean this may be getting too technical but vedas it's not it's not it's very interesting to know all, all this because uh, honestly where would i go even if i go and research on google uh, there is so much information out there that i as a layman will get so confused but when it comes from a person yeah. who has already learned it has been practicing it for so long uh, it gives an insight yeah. one into you swati as a dancer what you feel how you function how you are uh, as you said storytelling through dance and it's really interesting to know these tiny tiny details which maybe i wouldn't be able to find somewhere else <laughs> yeah i agree i always always look for stories through somebody who's experienced it <laughs> it's always it's always interesting no than being bookish exactly <laughs> exactly it's wonderful to know a personal story 
um yeah. so uh, as you said this dance has come from temple culture so is the music still pre uh, live or pre recorded because now it's we've moved into the modern culture we've got big systems and everything but is it still yeah recorded i mean it's 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 sad to i mean talking from uh, for odc mm-hmm. um it's i mean there is an effort to revive the odc new music by training more musicians but mm-hmm. it's it's become a matter of uh, i mean it's you need to be like super well equipped in terms of having a good uh, arts management that is helping you run the production because it comes down to how you um how you are able to pull the show together with the yeah. with with funds raising right it becomes mm-hmm. expensive to have okay. live musicians true so when you look at it economically to have live uh, music mm-hmm. is challenging uh, so that's why you see more of pre recorded which also works like you said we have good systems and all that so it does give you a part of the experience but the more complete experience would be live music and that has been an effort to to bring it back with the with proper coordinate with like good coordination from different <laughs> uh you know different pillars of making this art uh, art form run wonderful so uh, have you done any shows till now any live shows have you been performing in bangalore i have uh, since i trained in gurukul i performed with the um, mahagami gurukul with the ensemble and mm-hmm. then after i came back to bangalore i joined rithyantar run Achha. by madhulita mahapatra mm-hmm. madhudevi so she um, i performed with their ensemble for uh, two years and now i'm kind of finding my own <laughs> path in this field and exploring um so it's kind of been an independent uh i've been in a more independent place right now with these wonderful gurus and mentors to seek out for so what does your typical day look like now what do you do now uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm uh, i i must confess that i struggle with discipline okay i'm somebody who wants every day to be different <laughs> every day to be like exciting with some you know something to look forward to i think that's always there no like you want to yeah. look forward to something there something that you want to um experience and so this whole routine like the re- routine that practice that we need to do as dancers to perfect or aim for that uh, elusive <laughs> perfection <laughs> uh, is is necessary like it's it's definitely uh, one of the biggest assets that dancers need will acquire and need to acquire Mm-hmm. um i have luckily i think this this uh, lockdown period has kind of put me in that uneasy place of kind of encountering this discipline and being at it every single day come what me like it's also very like you know emotionally it can be uh quite challenging it's challenging it's time. really challenging yeah because you you uh, there is this need to be inventive with why with your practice 
I think it's just for me personally, I can't, of course, like there, there is so much to work on, even like the basics that we do, it's, there's still so much scope to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, but every day, uh, it's so different. It's so different. But typically now, I've kind of, it also keeps you sane. Like to keep you sane, you have to do a few things, like have a structure for the day and also mm-hmm. have some time off. So I start, I start early. Always I start with uh, yoga and meditation. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole chill of yoga to kind of wow. bring myself together, whatever mm-hmm. it takes. Some asana practice, some meditation. I also intersperse it with calorie alternatively, mm-hmm. but mornings are usually kind of body and mind conditioning. Okay. And they breakfast a simple uh, light breakfast and i follow it up with odc practice mm-hmm. and that goes on for uh, two three hours mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's different every day like I, there's a plan and i try to get into that uh, mode mm. and the rest of our post lunch it's more of uh, writing and reading and i'm trying to re- trying to revive a blog that i started long back Mm-hmm. And kind of taken up small projects and um, yeah, training and learning and all that thinking, pondering happens <laughs> later uh, in the day. This has been mostly, largely the <laughs> uh, day, how the day looks like. Wonderful. So you've got at least your base structure in your hand where you know you are going yeah, to meditate to yoga and you're going yeah. to dance but then it's going to be different every day so i think today was exciting you did something different recorded this with me yeah <laughs> see this was something that i was I'm looking forward to like chat up with you and oh i know thank you <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you just mentioned Kalari Paita. So, uh, I don't think most of our listeners would be knowing what Kalari Paita is. So, can you just give a small gist what is Kalari Paita and what do you do in that? So, Kalari Paita is you learn? an ancient I mean, martial. Yeah. It's um, about Kalari. Kalari is an ancient martial arts mm-hmm. form in, uh, originating from Kerala. Yes. It was, uh, it was a defensive it was used as a defense form of art during right. the British time. And it has evolved into a, a more healing martial art nature of practice. Sure. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a very intense and physically, I mean, anything that is so rooted um, in tradition always has this uh, nature to awaken you beyond the physical nature right true true so calorie has that and mm-hmm. um, yeah i mean the, that's the basic form but it's also inspired a lot from nature mm-hmm. uh, a, lo- a lot from nature so you see the animal postures and um, yeah you, you you will see everything that's to do with nature and it is practiced in an earth pit like this it's you it's there's, there's a, a sand pit and then there's up. one temple yeah there's a temple in the north corner right there is yeah of course there is the um the vastu aspect of it 
but it is done inside a pit so it is it has it gives you that kind of calm and surrender when you do the practice so traditionally it's practice like that but in cities is difficult to manage that so the teachers now uh, do it differently it's on concrete rather than like whatever whatever yeah it's it's really i mean it's really sad but at least one way to share it with the urban crowd and that's yeah. how luckily i was one of those who could learn uh, even though it was not the best of spaces but really gifted wonderful teachers uh, i think that's that's exactly i mean when you told that about the earth pit that is when i realized that it's yeah. so necessary to be uh, closer to the ground right to be grounded yeah and yeah. uh, that is all the difference that it makes when you are learning it inside a closed room with tube lights on rather than maybe Uh, learning it at yeah it's in the earth it's earth definitely it's something else and it's the same with any any art form the space is so crucial to the way you interact with the form mm-hmm. because because you are very you will become very sensitive to the space you dance with because it becomes wow. a part of you it becomes a part of the movement i mean you it's a conversation you have with the space right that's mm-hmm. it eventually you feel that so the space that you create becomes so crucial uh when it becomes a when it becomes a serious practice i think one will realize so so how were you drawn to color even when did you read about it learn about it when i was learning contemporary dance in atakalari it's a Achha. contemporary institute in bangalore Uh-huh. so there i was introduced to kalari uh, paitu it's one of the forms that they teach acha and i was yeah i was like this is because i as somebody who's who's always been very curious of uh, body and the ways of movement kalari uh, really kind of you know it gave me that uh, click to uh, pursue it more so it, i continued with that i found a teacher in bangalore krishna pratap mm-hmm. krishna pratap sir and i started with him and uh, i i did a diploma in atakalari a diploma in movement arts and mixed media mm-hmm. so there uh, atakalari uh, paitu is one of the main disciplines okay. and i kind of that kind of grounded my practice further and since i know just a little bit of that form i continue to use it more as a body conditioning <clears throat> i wish it's 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 it is challenging to pursue two very very ancient very rich <laughs> arts parallelly and give that time and mind and uh, effort <laughs> so it is definitely quite challenging but i try to keep both the practice alive i'm glad you do i'm glad you're practicing both and uh, both of the forms are making sure that you introspect and learn more about yourself which i think yeah. very successfully by now <laughs> so uh, no, challenge close <laughs> not even close as you said it's like <laughs> the pursuit of happiness pursuit of pers- pursuit of perfection i feel you never yeah. reach that limit because there's always something different or new to learn it's always going to be there um but at least yeah. seemingly close to it hopefully uh, so yes. what is what is the scope of teaching dance full time 
teaching uh, dance is one of the main source of income for most mm-hmm. of the dancers True. as in india we don't have a, a system where uh, performing is uh, is more accessible and it can be one of the mainstream of course it's not a mainstream profession so okay. teaching becomes the go to uh, so uh, ways for a dancer to earn his or her living mm-hmm. it is it is definitely the big the uh, go to plan uh-huh. um and of course you can get creative in the way you approach it it can just be a studio space and Uh, where you just take community classes i mean there is there is like a more safer way to do it right like you have you take you have community classes and then the next step is to have like your own ensemble group and then you kind of so that is a more um natural way that we see that happens mm-hmm. and it's it's it is it, it makes sense to do uh, that that you kind of build your build your uh, space audience in, build your people yeah Well, yeah, you it it's a it over years you kind of uh, get there, and maybe uh, the the nature of your company or the way you teach will also evolve over time. Okay. So, uh, what is the message that you would like to give up and coming dancers? Anybody who wants to pursue? This? I am an up and coming. <laughs> I am an up and coming <laughs> dancer. Yeah, but you're really. I really guru. hope I am an up and coming. <laughs> I am no guru. What are you saying? I'm no. So you guru. teach anybody who teaches is a guru. Well, uh, it is. It depends on how it's looked at other side. Okay. Uh, I I don't know how it is looked at other side, <laughs> but also my I my teaching is very unconventional and. Yeah, and I have just I, although I've been in this learning this form, I've been a student of this form for eight years now, mm-hmm. um, and it's only been rather a recent. It's uh, teaching happens in the process, but more officially, I've started to teach since last two years. Okay. So it, I'm really like a newcomer in this field, if you look at it. Okay. Uh, but from my experience. Uh, i would just say that if you have this conviction to mm-hmm. what you do dancers or no dancers or any any form that or any uh any thing that 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 gives you this conviction that that you feel really strong about mm-hmm. do not let the outer voices influence that Well, wow. just follow it. Just, <laughs> just give yourself in. It'll take time. Just like how we need to nurture a big, beautiful tree to come up, it takes time. So, just be in it, soak in it. There, there will be storms sometimes. Sometimes, if there is full sunshine, you just go through it. But if you keep at it, I, I can say this. with that conviction that you will find that peace and solace and the fruit of all that process fruit yes yeah <laughs> so uh well i would this is one question i ask everybody and uh, this phase also i tell everybody that uh, what is your definition of settled what would settled mean to you 
Um, second is when I am feeling absolutely comfortable with myself. Right. Like there is no qualm about um, there. I mean, I can't say no, no insecurities. I <laughs> fear is fear is something that kind of eats us up and in any form right a small or big tangible or intangible so i would say subtle is something when you are fearless okay <laughs> that's really well uh yes so subtle means to be fearless and uh, i think i have come to the end of my questionnaire uh, is there anything that you would like to tell apart from this? I am so glad that we got to do this. And Me too. <laughs> yeah, and it's such a great way to connect over um, over a topic that's just not my story, but I hopefully that this will resonate with many minds and hearts. So I'm so glad you started this. It's such a beautiful initiative. Thank you so much. Uh, you. We need more of such. Yeah, we really need. This is such a great way to know about um, people and their journeys. Because what we usually see is the end product, right? And it's 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 wonderful that you are curious. Uh, <laughs> that we are curious. I'm always like looking for what makes this person this way. So exactly. it's, good. it's nice that you're digging that up and I hope it goes a long way. I'm sure it will. Thank you. <laughs> I hope <laughs> I hope people um, get inspired by this. this. This entire series, they are able to see a lot more stories of people who are doing things that are offbeat uh, and people who are doing well at things that they are doing out offbeat. So thank you so much for doing this with me. Thank you for taking time out of your life. Thank you. Thank you. Podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, uh, is there any links that you would like to share uh, to your dance class or maybe your uh, shows, anything that you're doing online? So Instagram is mostly my professional space. Okay. I don't know if I can even say that. Like I'm like this. I just come once in a blue moon and share what I'm... Because I tend to go into this hibernation mode quite often where I just uh-huh. am working on something and I completely cut off. Okay. And when something comes out, I share it on Instagram. So yeah. I've been actively, uh, well, at least like once in two weeks, I've been sharing about a blog, okay. which is the journey of a dancer. Like, yeah, well. started, it's been like <laughs> a four year thing. Yeah. So people who like to read, maybe you can see that. And there okay. are like, of course, like photos, videos, you know, Instagram, no? So it, it's, yeah. Done. So I will be adding the links in the description. You can check her page out. You can check the blog out as well and let her know how you find her work. Uh, till then, signing off. Stay tuned to Unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. This is so cool. Thank you. Hello, people. Thank you for tuning in. If you like this episode and you like Unsettling, all you have to do is give me a feedback. And for that, please visit my Instagram page. That is Sukumar underscore unsettling. And uh, well, you can send me a DM or you can send me a mail. All the details are there on that page. I would love for you 
do just tell me how you feel yeah and i will get back to you and if you have any people who would like to share their stories you have to let me know because i would love to listen to them till then stay tuned to unsettling like share subscribe follow let your friends know and uh, stay safe yeah <laughs> right